Ladies and gentlemen, he's the samurai of student ministry, the networking ninja, a Jedi master of church budgets, the beast from the southeast, the next-gen nerd himself, CJ! What's up, my nerds? Welcome back to the podcast. Got a short episode for you today. Just me on the show. We've got a lot of great interviews that are coming up, uh, and um, we're going to have some fun with some old topics and new topics. It's going to be uh, a, a great time coming forward on the podcast, and I'm uh, really excited about several that have reached out to me and said, hey, I want to do more. I want to I be in. I want to help more. I want to research, all that good stuff. So I'm really excited about the future of what's going on here at the Next Gen Nerd Podcast. For those of you that is, this is your first episode listening, this is the podcast where we talk nerdy and we talk about ministry and life and all kinds of stuff. Really, it's just a, a great outlet for me and friends of mine to be able to uh, relive the things that we're passionate about. And so uh, glad you guys have stopped in to, to check things out. Today, I just want to kind of go over some of the stuff that I have been enjoying lately, some new stuff, uh, maybe some of it not as new, but... Um, just wanted to, to take a minute and give you guys some some recommendations, and so we're going to uh, to jump into a, uh, a a quick list of those here in just a second. Before we do, don't forget to leave us a review uh, and give us five star rating uh, on on all platforms. But really, uh, Apple Podcasts really helps to get this podcast out, and so I encourage you to do that. You can share it with your friends too. Wherever you listen to this, there's probably a share link. By all means, uh, share it. That'd be fantastic. And uh, if you want to be on the show, you can find me um, either through uh, nextgennerd.com or um, you can also find me on Facebook, CJ Burrows, or Instagram, nextgennerd. Uh, just would love to hear from you. And if you want to be on the show, we'd love to have you on the show. So what have I been enjoying lately? First, let me start with uh, things that I have been watching I happened to stumble across a show called Hit Monkey, which is on Hulu. And if, you're, if you've seen it, you know it's it's actually pretty pretty great. It's a Marvel show. It is not kid friendly. There's a lot of language in there, um, but uh, it's a really interesting story. Uh, a short run comic that I'd never heard of before. In fact, I, I stumbled across it because it was on Marvel's Contest of Champions, which is a mobile game that I play. And uh, it was this weird little monkey that had a suit uh, and a gun. And I thought that was really unusual. And then found the show on Hulu and checked it out. It's 10 episodes. They're you know, 30, 40 minutes long each episode. And uh, they're pretty well done. Uh, it's got Jason Sudeikis on it, which, you know, after Ted Lasso, he's you know one of my new favorite actors. Because he's just really funny but does a good job of um, mixing the emotions, giving tension and release. And so uh, Hit Monkey on Hulu right now. All episodes are available. Uh, and uh, like I said, it's 10 episodes. There may be a season two, but I don't know. Uh, what's really interesting, uh, there were several characters on there that I remember from my comic book collecting days as a kid, seeing and thinking looked really cool but knowing nothing about them. And they're just kind of like little throwaway characters at different times in the show, uh, like uh, Silver Samurai makes it an appearance. And uh, so I encourage you to check that out. Uh, you'll enjoy it. I actually just finished the last episode of Lost in Space, the Netflix show Lost in Space. Uh, if you grew up watching the old show and enjoyed it, uh, and if you watched the movie with Matt LeBlanc and enjoyed it, you'll definitely enjoy this. But even if you didn't, it's a really great show, really well done. Uh, 
it is, uh, I'd say it's, it's pretty close to family friendly. I think I noticed a little more language, but like mild language this season, the third season, final season. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's been really good. I'll probably go back and watch it again with, uh, with the kids when they get a little older so they can appreciate it. But uh, really well done. Beautiful, beautiful scenes, um, uh, you know, heart-touching stories about a family that gets lost in space. And so uh, it's three seasons on Netflix, just wrapped up. Uh, season three just came out a couple days ago, um, and it is fantastic. We'll have to do a more uh, in-depth dive into, into that uh, shortly. Uh Finally, I want to talk about some of the things that I have been reading, and 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 one of them I, I reread. It's been a long time since uh, or listened to. Um, I, I really enjoy uh, John Scalzi. Uh, he writes a lot of sci-fi stuff uh, that's really kind of thought-provoking kind of stuff. I think I think kind of like a, a Philip K. Dick. If you if you've read any of Philip K. Dick, so um, uh, Man of the High Tower. Um, uh, Minority Report, things like that. Those are uh, uh, and, and some of the stuff from Blade Runner. So, so the, where Blade Runner came from is Philip K. Dick. So, if you enjoy that kind of, you know, uh, cerebral sci-fi, uh, I think you'd enjoy most of what uh, John Scalzi writes. Um, but I uh, read two uh, pairings. He, he had like their short stories or novellas, um, and uh, and there were two in each. Uh, so uh, the first one I read was called The Dispatcher. Uh, and the premise, I thought, and this premise is in the first chapter, so I'm not ruining it. I won't go into spoilers for uh, for the book, so you guys can enjoy them. But what I really enjoyed uh, was was the I thought the premise was unique. I thought the premise was was definitely uh, something new. And so the premise is this: that um, at some point something happens to people on Earth, uh, and when they are murdered, they uh, their body disappears and it reappears at home in a state that was like three hours previous to, to what had happened to it. So uh, the first time it happened, this lady was uh, trying to kill, I can't remember if it was her boyfriend or her husband, so she shoved him off a mountain uh, and he died. But it was murder. And so his body disappeared and he wakes up at home, remembering everything that happened, uh, but it fully intact at home. And so uh, what they've done is they have created this position called a dispatcher who will, for insurance purposes, uh, murder people to prevent them from dying, which I know you go, how the heck does that work? Uh, for example, uh, there is a guy that's having surgery and there's a dispatcher on hand. So if the surgery goes bad, he can be murdered and then his body reverts to several hours previous before the surgery started and, uh, and they can try again. Really interesting. Uh, both the, um, they're, 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 that series, the Dispatcher series, are really kind of mysteries, uh, a lot like Minority Report. Uh, if you enjoy that that mystery aspect of Minority Report, you'll definitely enjoy um, both of these. They're both both mysteries, both series, but uh, really enjoyed the Dispatcher. So I encourage you to check that one out. The other one is called Lock In. Now I remember starting Lock In, the first book, but I don't think I ever finished it. Um, and uh, so I went back and, and listened to it all over again and then listened to the second one. But the premise for this one may hit a little close to home, uh, that there's this um, this virus that gets loose and um, uh, fast-moving, fast-spreading. And 10% of the people that get the virus have this meningitis, secondary, whatever. Uh, and then 10% of those that get meningitis experience lock-in, where they are perpetually asleep but awake. 
so they just lay there. They can't move, um, but they are awake. They can, wherever their eyes are, they can see, they can hear, the, they can experience, they can think, all those things. And so uh, the series is, is, is dealing with that and kind of how they work through that, uh, giving those people the ability to, to live life instead of being locked in. And so, uh, anyways, Jonathan Scalzi, check him out. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed both of those books. I've read several others. His uh, Fuzzy Nation's a great one uh, that's about finding sentient life on a planet and can you then mine the resources. Uh, and so we talked about this on the last episode with um, with Lance about how science fiction gives you the ability to look at complex issues uh, in a detached way so that you can really uh, dissect and dive deep. So uh, enjoyed, enjoyed those. Um, and I'm still, uh, I don't know if I said it before, but I am slowly reading through Count of Monte Cristo, enjoying it. It's just a really long book. Uh, and so we'll have a, a special episode when that one gets done because I have really, really enjoyed that. Uh, last thing, uh, things that uh, I've been listening to that have been uh, have been really good. If you enjoy podcasts, I'll give you uh, just a couple suggestions that uh, that I've really enjoyed, um, and they're both very similar. Both very similar. Uh, one is um, uh, Bad Blood, the last chapter or the final chapter, I can't remember, but it's about Theranos, uh, which if you don't know about Theranos, Theranos was a company that was developing a machine that could take a single droplet of blood and run hundreds of tests on that single droplet of blood. Uh, and uh, spoiler alert, it was a fraud. And so it was um, uh, it was exposed, and the, the court trial is going on right now. It's actually getting ready to wrap up. Uh, it's very a fa- a fascinating story. There's a documentary of it on uh, HBO, uh, which goes over a lot of these details. But this is done by the guy that wrote the expose that, that really brought um, brought the person who created Theranos down. And uh, it's just really interesting. They go into 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 depth about uh, what happened and how they how she was deceiving people. And um, it's a, kind of a true crime podcast. Uh, and uh, except you know that she got caught in the end. So very interesting. Uh, check that one out. And in a very similar vein uh, is The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Uh, and it's about uh, Driscoll, Bart Driscoll, and his church, Mars Hill, and just the toxicity uh, that that kind of came out of his leadership, and, and that was his leadership. And that one in particular has been very interesting to me because it's a cautionary tale. You know that 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 if you're a, a pastor uh, or somebody who is upfront a lot, you can very quickly become uh, self-focused. You can very quickly become uh, arrogant. You can very quickly um, be dangerous, dangerously narcissistic. And so it's definitely uh, a a cautionary tale. As I'm listening, going that that could be that could be me. That could be me. And so it causes me to do some self-examination and reflection and. Um, it's it's something that I go. That's I never want to be there. And so he, they go over, you know, what caused these things, what caused this behavior, and and uh, it was not allowing people to speak into his life and, and things like that. But uh, it is it is very um, eye opening. Uh, I can't remember if they've. Uh, I know there's some language. I think they bleeped it out. Uh, it's by Christianity Today, uh, so I'm sure they did. But you, I mean, we're adults. Like uh, we, we can kind of figure out what was <laughs> what was being said. Um, but there's a lot of interviews, so it's not like the interviewers are doing this, but the people who are being interviewed um, and are very upset are kind of doing those things. So, but those are some of the things that I have uh, been experiencing lately. Uh, I'm in the middle of uh, finals week for uh, for my seminary and taking Hebrew now and getting ready for the next semester. So there's a lot going on, but I wanted to jump in and kind of give you guys some things to uh, to enjoy. Um, 
I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I've been uh, playing something. If you haven't played Moving Out, I've been playing that with Zeke, uh, Moving Out, and Lego Hobbit. Uh, Moving Out is a video game where you run a moving company, and so you have to get all the stuff out, and it's really fun. It's kind of like um, uh, Overcooked. I think it's by the same people that did did that game. Uh, but it's just fun. I've learned that I don't want to go into a moving company with my son anytime soon. Uh, he doesn't listen. You know, he tries to go for the, the, uh, the extra um, objectives, you know, like... You have to catch a chicken and put it on the moving truck. And I'm like yelling at him. I'm like, I need help with this desk. Can you get the other side of the desk, please? Move over here. And he's just having fun because it's a video game. And, and I'm just trying to get the gold time. Like, that's that's my goal. Like, let's get the gold time. Then we get all the extra objectives. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. Like, it's, it's one of those games that uh, that is so simple. And uh, so you really want to kind of work on it to perfect it. To like, okay, let me see if I can get... Uh, they have a uh, you know bronze, silver, and gold time, and then they have the blue time, which is like lightning fast. And I've only got that on one level, but um, it's a lot of fun. And uh, if you haven't played uh, any Lego games, uh, I love Lego games, especially if you have kids that want to play because there's no limit to how many times you die. You know, like you, you just keep going, you can keep grinding through it to finish it. Uh, and so there's not that frustration that oh we were so close. Um, you can you can always finish it. So, uh, but I enjoy those. And, and what's really cool is is the later Lego games. If you play the early ones, uh, they didn't have this necessarily. But the later ones have different elements for the different games. Um, like uh, there's a DC villains one where you basically create a a supervillain. And so like you're you're adding those powers, which obviously you wouldn't have in the Hobbit. In the Hobbit, there's a lot of building and there's a lot of teamwork between the different dwarves. And uh, it's just uh, it's just a lot of fun. I enjoy those games. And it helps me to kind of help my kids, expose my kids to good stuff like the Jurassic Park and 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 Hobbit and Star Wars and things like that, without there being the um, the scary elements, you know. And so uh, so Hobbit is definitely can be very dark uh, and some some scary stuff for them. But when you're playing it on Lego, it doesn't. It's not very scary. Uh, same thing with Jurassic Park. So uh, Lego games I really enjoy. And uh, right now we're playing the Hobbit. Well, guys, I appreciate you listening to kind of what I've been doing, what I've been playing, watching, listening to, reading, uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to having some guests on, some friends on, and uh, if you would like to join us, we would love to have you in there. Uh, if you have anything you want to add to the discussion, by all means, you can send me a message, uh, and um, can't wait to, to spend more time with you guys. So uh, have a great week, and we'll see you soon.